but the deal, Playboy. What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. Big things are gone as usual. I got my homeboy, my number one dog to my right, my homeboy. It ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. What it is, man? How you feeling? Girl, scream like I'm I'm chilling, man. Chilling. Speaking of that, you just came back from West Coast and a little something, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it was officially the, the the mountain mountain region. I was just in Arizona for a week out there chilling. Okay. On, on, on a resort spa, hot ass golf course, 115 degrees in the daytime, about 103 in the nighttime. On the golf course? Nah, nah, I wasn't out. Nah, I didn't spend any time outdoors, barely. Except in the okay. nighttime, I went over to the W Hotel in Scottsdale. Shout out to them. Chicken okay. chicken tenders was was delicious. <laughs> Well, I hear great things about the W, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the W, the W's usually dope. Like, if you want to have a dope time in any particular city, the W's usually the place to go because they have the the best and the finest over there. That's what's up, man. How's everything else with life, man? How's how's, uh, how's everybody doing? The family? Family is oh, you, good. You, uh, this is your first episode in a new spot, right? Yeah, yeah. So, if it, if it sounds like some old echo chamber up in here, it's because I'm, I'm recording in an empty room. And if it doesn't, that means I done got busy on the uh, editing tip. <laughs> man, yeah, his yeah, shit sound course, like he up in, uh, up in Baseline Studios right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. The moving shit is cool. I mean, definitely a bigger spot. So we got to... Sometimes you forget how expensive shit could be. Because like when you pay more for a new spot, if it's a bigger spot, you have to buy more stuff to fill more space. Okay. So that's kind of where we at now. So buying shelves and stuff like that. Or whatever, because we moved from New York City to Jersey City, so things are just generally gonna just be bigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's funny you say that, cause oh, cause you got more space now. You saying got so, more? Yeah, yeah got gonna, more space. Gonna get more stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's funny you say that too. I had just talked to the homeboy Spec, who gets a shout out on like every episode we do. But shout to the homie Spec, man. He was just telling me about some dope shelves. And, and you talking about shelves, and I'm just realizing, damn, we getting old. Niggas is talking about shelves. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? But it's just space saving, man. That's where we at in life. Yeah, man. Shelves is my shit. Ever since I was 22, I, I was up on my shelf game. You know what I'm saying? I'd be on overstock.com or going to Marshalls or something like that. Get your shelf on? Get my shelf on, of course. You nothing wrong with that, man. I got my I got my hats and my, like, sneakers on this uh like organizer type thing but it's not really shells or whatever but it's kind of uh i got it from amazon i had to put it together so i felt accomplished when i did it oh <laughs> uh, man shit what else what's going on in the world man oh you, you check out any new uh television or you uh what you up on these days see what am i watching now i'm watching the affair the affair is the shit you know what i'm saying it's just about just about a, about a bunch of uh, a bunch of older white people just Creeping. That's it. Like, it's just, it's just creeping. Over 40, 40 plus, age 40 plus white folks just creeping with each creeping other. Creeping with a different couple or creeping with, like, the same two people or are they, like, swingers? Or with, like, nah, it's not about, about swingers. It's about, like, mm. traditional married couples. Yeah. And then they would just step out on their marriage. Basically, it's about infidelity and then other drama based around that. So there's, like, a little bit of intrigue. There's a little bit of murder. But it's like one one member of a couple is dating another member of a couple, and it's going on for like a couple seasons, or it's like they're having different relationships outside of their marriage. Well, that has happened. Mm. One member of one couple. That's the yeah. In fact, that's how the show all started out. A woman from from um, a married woman 
slept with a married man. Then they got married. Oh, did oh okay. Then the married woman slept with her, her ex husband. They ha- had an outside kid, but her husband thought it was hug. It's it's a dope show, definitely. If you're not yeah, up yeah, on yeah. it, don't, don't. you know what that reminds me of a movie called Closer with uh, shit. Who was in that movie? Uh, your man from Alfie. What's his name? The English dude. Oh, shit. Uh, Hugh Grant. The other one. <laughs> uh, 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 shit, I forgot. But Natalie Portman's in it. Uh. Fucking and Julia Roberts is in it, so I'll get you the cast in two seconds. But it's a it's a dope movie. Like it's about kind of the same type of thing. Um and I remember seeing that in college, but yeah, it's 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 crazy how you can make a whole show out of shit like that though, because everybody goes to it. Yeah. Yeah, this shit is uh oh Clive Owen and Jude Law or the two English. Jude movies. Law, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a dope movie though. Anybody out there, go check out closer. I used to uh that used to be my go-to movie in college to like show a chick. <laughs> that, wow. That <laughs> well, I mean, tough. I mean, to your point though, uh, the affair is a great date movie. Like a great, like if this is your girl or wifey, or if depending on how far along in a relationship you are with a new a new lady, it's a great show to watch with them. It's a good relationship show. Yeah, because you don't even realize. Well, not to say you don't, but like I didn't realize in like younger years. How important stuff like that is to get like kind of like emotions stirring in those in those intimate moments. Like you know what I mean. Maybe you or her watching watching television shows, but like a female could really get into it. You know what I'm saying? And and the blood flowing and the tension from it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it, men get affected by it too, but it doesn't stick with them as much. I think you know what I'm saying. But a woman it could like change your whole day <laughs> if some crazy shit happens on a TV show. So it's like what doesn't stick with them? Oh, you mean like uh, emotional tension from a television show? Yeah, yeah, you kind of like are into it for that hour mm-hmm. or you know that half hour, but but I feel like and maybe it's, I'm just generalizing, but I feel like more in in uh, the the females that I know are they could be into a show for like two hours afterwards or two days afterwards, still talking about it. You know what I mean? Like I'm 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 kind of just gonna be caught up into it during that hour, and then after that, I'm back to real life. You know what I mean? No, I know what you're saying. I mean, I don't necessarily agree to fully, but I see what you're saying. Generally, uh, uh, a good deal of men aren't trained to access their emotions in that way. Where a woman might be watching Happy Feet and start crying, but a dude would be like, "Make get the fuck out of here. Well, nah, nah. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> nigga, t- nigga took my point and made it ignorant. <laughs> 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 no. Um, it's more so like with me, I'd rather watch a half hour TV show because I can't, it's hard for me to emotionally invest myself to a movie for two and a half hours. You know what I'm saying? For uh, three hours, so I rather. But but the weird thing is, I could sit there and watch a television show for three hours because it breaks up every. You know what I'm saying? It's in episodes, so it's like after every 28 minutes or however long the show is, it's kind of like back to reality for a second. I check my phone, see what's going on. I right, the next episode starting back to. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. whereas uh, even like a movie, like for me personally, I, it's a lot of emotional investment for two hours, like to be there or two and a half hours however long it is so it's just like that's what, what i mean by it. like i kind of want to get in and out so when i'm watching a tv show it could be like crazy emotion it could be like the wire you know what i'm saying you know how the wire used to be like like crazy sopranos used to be mm-hmm. crazy but it don't really stick with me until like unless it's the last episode or something like that but it, uh, it, it don't really stick with me until after the show is done you know what i mean it's dope it's cool something to talk about the next day but then you know what i mean like you ever try to challenge yourself to 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 uh just live with a movie for whatever amount of time that, that the movie's on. You know what I'm saying? So that means, like, you don't really fuck with your phone. You don't plan on getting up, maybe for the bathroom. That's if it's an emergency. 
Because it reminds me of meditation, right? Like just being present in the moment and enjoying one thing at a time. I I don't do that. I used to um, I used to. I don't know. I used, to, I used to drink when I like I'd watch movies or whatever. So I'd half time I fall asleep during movies. I don't do that anymore. But like it's still just weird for me to sit down and be in a seat for like that amount of time. Like I got an issue with that. I'm always moving. So I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to work on that. And um, I like what you said about how not looking at your phone for the entire movie and nothing like that. Because I heard something on a podcast yesterday that I kind of want to implement in my life where the, the person said, um, be where your feet are. Right. And yeah, because all the t- you know what I mean? Like sometimes we all over the place. Our mind is there. Our mind is there. We think about this problem and our kids and our parents and this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just got to be where your feet are and experience the moment. So I, 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 that's something I need to learn how to do. And I do it with meditation, but with movies, I'm kind of more so learning how to do that. Yeah, it could be with anything, man. Like I, I've been trying to this whole mindful meditation move. And like from the app I use, I, I happen to use Headspace. Like they even have meditations on eating, just sitting there with your food, be mindful of your chewing, you're mindful of every flavor that's in the food. Like mindfulness is, is the way to go. Even be mindful while you're walking, feeling every step as your foot hits the ground. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. no, we, we, we tend to do that. And that's, well, I don't like that much television because of, I don't like being um, in a seat for that long. I, my real thing with TV, and, and uh, I don't like the advertisements because I don't think we realize how strong of an effect those things have on us. Right. Um, so, for instance, like I used to like once again, like I said, I with the I used to drink. I used to watch a lot of ESPN. So you quit drinking? I have quit drinking. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to drink, and I so and, and I'm looking at ESPN now, and I'm like, there's like a bear commercial every two commercials during a commercial break. Mm-hmm. And if not a bear commercial, it's like a Jack Daniels commercial or, you know what I'm saying, uh, some type of bourbon. Or, you know what I mean? Like, they, they, they're they selling alcohol a lot. And I'm like, I wonder if this is why I wanted to drink before. You know what I'm saying? It's because I'm looking at so many images throughout the course of an hour of people drinking, of glasses being poured, of people having a good time. And you don't, like I said, you don't really realize the effect that those things have on you over a long period of time. So, um, I took a little break from TV for a while. And I'm, I'm kind of still on away from commercial TV. I probably until sports come back on. But um, by that I mean basketball and football. Yeah. Um, Except by wait till sports <laughs> comes back on, and by that I only mean two sports out of the twenty that exist in the world. Say <laughs> 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 so, wait till sports come back on, and I'm not talking about that World Cup shit. <laughs> Fuck that baseball. <laughs> shit, yeah, I, nah. I feel you though. Like, so you try, you basically. Ain't feeling like the the man kind of driving us into consumerism. Yeah, not at all. Cause, like, bro, it was. Remember that day I told you about? Um, I think we spoke about it off air. I watched like four Lethal Weapons in a row on like regular commercial TV, and like it was um, it was weird. I'm like, commercial breaks is coming on, and then I was finding myself like googling products that I was seeing on the commercials. And it was like, I don't need this shit. I don't want this shit. I wasn't thinking about this shit, but it's like the inception happened. Yeah. They they sparked the idea in my head. And now it's like, so so because for that reason, and I've been aware of that of my personality for a while, I don't really like to expose myself to a lot of negative stuff. I can only listen to like rap music for so long. You know what I mean? If it's if it's all about drugs and, and, and uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, 
being sexist towards women and things like that. Like certain things, like I can only do it for so long. You know what I mean? I, I, sometimes I need to just watch something funny or something positive or something like that because it genuinely does have an effect if I give myself to it too much. If I like opening myself to it too much, you know what I mean? So. I don't, the advertising is big. I think that's bigger because it's like 30 second clips that you think don't even affect you, but you bombarded with it so much that you're like, oh shit, I want to go buy a beer. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, well, I guess that's the, that's the, I guess that's the whole point of commercials, but, um, but sometimes it could be useful, right? Like they, if you have a little, little scratch in your pockets, you might want to go buy something, buy a nice beer or something like that. Um, yeah, no, it can yeah, it can be useful, but it's also like I'd rather come up with the idea myself. Like, um, damn, I'm I'm opening up like Keith is Barbara Walters on this shit today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now, like something I noticed with myself is I didn't like for a long time. I didn't like doing things that required thought. So okay. that doesn't necessarily mean simple things. Like certain things just come easy to me. Like editing this podcast to be is it the most difficult thing? Whereas to somebody else, it might be. Mm-hmm. Um. Or maybe I'm just not good. You know what I mean? Like, whatever the case may be. Like, it's not, it doesn't seem like work to me. It's something I enjoy. So, like, um, but for for me to, like, it was weird. Like, for me to f- play a video game, I felt like even was too much. It took too much effort. So, I would just, like, not play the video game because it, it didn't really come mindless to me. If that makes sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, like, one of them things that's just second nature. It literally took me putting some energy into it and learning how to play the game and then, you know, trying to get better at it. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't really want to do all that. And then, but so I'm trying to get the opposite from that. Like I'm trying to like really like come up with like, all right, what, what do you want to do right now? Come up with the idea myself. And then, all right, well, you might not be easy at first. It might take a little effort of you actually getting up out the seat or stepping away from your computer or doing that. But once you get those little hurdles out the way, I'm sure you can enjoy yourself in the moment and, but not letting the hurdles stop me from doing it. If that makes sense, if that makes, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, not letting the hurdles deter me from... So, basically, you say you're trying to get into stuff where you're trying not to be discouraged by the fact that it takes some kind of thought or decision-making. Yeah, I didn't like gotcha. that about myself. I didn't like the fact that I was straying away from things that required a little decision-making or a little thought process, you know what I mean? Like even... Like you, things even like YouTube was getting overwhelming because you know how you the first paper YouTube is mad videos, uh-huh. and I'm like I, I want to watch them all, and I think they call it uh, I might be messing up the term, but decision anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was like getting that. Like Netflix gave me that. Like I, I turn on Netflix, I'm like, yo, it's mad shit to watch. All right, ah, uh, fuck it. Now nah, you know what? Take it off and just put on a podcast. Cause... Well, now you see. <laughs> well, even podcasts take some decision, but like, not, but now you see that Netflix, both Netflix and YouTube redesigned the whole thing to take away that decision anxiety. So now they decide for you. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. So, so are you even, saying that's a bad thing? Because it sounds like you. Because well, even with even with the 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 the, the current uh, setup, they're still like, all right, well, these are tailored for you, but you still got to decide which ones you want to watch. It's kind of, it might be even worse because now they're giving you instead of they were giving you twenty things where you might like like two of them before and now they're giving you ten things that you like all of them now. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh damn, what you want to watch first? Want to watch? And then I'm just I don't know. Like it was it was these weird emotions that was getting into me, and I'm like, bro, you got to put some effort into just decisions because if you don't, life is gonna hand you shit. <laughs> you should <laughs> read you, just, word, you should read the book Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh huh. It's about, about it's about decision making. So basically, you know. Making a decision in 15 seconds, going through all the options and taking more time with them doesn't necessarily yield a better decision. All it mm-hmm. does is just, is you just took more time to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? So being able to consume whatever facts you need to know, dump the facts you don't need to know and just decide. Just go ahead and do it. Trust your gut. 
Trust. What? Well, yeah. Trust your that, smarts. That's along the lines of stuff I've heard about successful people are qu- make quick decisions. Unsuccessful people do not. I don't know how true. I don't know the scientific, you know, what I mean, statistics to back that up. But I have, uh, I have heard that in a few places, like because it's kind of like make the decision and then make it work. Right. You know what I mean? Like don't is <laughs> is rarely a wrong answer. You know what I'm saying? Or it's rarely a life or death type of thing. So kind of like make the decision and then make it work. Even I think that that comes down to like marriage. Sometimes people get married and then, like, dude, commit to the marriage and make it work. I'm not married, but that's what I see from the outside looking in. And then when a lot of people feel like they have an option on, like, nah, you know I mean? I'm getting out of this, so this isn't the way I fantasize it to be. It's like they make the decision, and now they're not making it work. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, sometimes, like, you mentioned the the joint with marriage. Sometimes you, there's tons of reasons to not marry a person. You know what I'm saying? I know that from personal experience. There's tons. Tons and tons, and I and I don't say it like, yeah, I'm, there's a lot wrong with my wife, but I just said, fuck it, let me try it out. Now I'm not trying to say that, but um, what I am saying is that sometimes you have to just take the information you got and just make a decision. You know what I'm saying? You feel like it's gonna be good for your life, and you go ahead and do it. I mean, granted, some people just say fuck it and just like go ahead after like a month of dating and, and get engaged. I mean, I yeah, no, you can't do that because yeah. there's there's a this this scientific uh, evidence saying showing that you're in a, a a high, you're in a, a mental mentally altered state, so to speak, when you're in love, especially in those early stages. So you really shouldn't make decisions <laughs> at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, damn nigga, you've been reading Popular Science or something. You done decided about five scientific studies. <laughs> said, well, you know, scientists did say. <laughs> I ain't gonna front. I'll be hearing like <laughs> I hear shit on like uh like an article or something like that, and then like I don't know what sticks with me, or like I'll hear shit in like a YouTube video, and you know obviously it could be true or false or whatever. But certain things like I don't know certain statistics just stick with me, especially if I hear them more than once. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, oh wait, hold on, that might be that might be real now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't know, I save it in the databank and shit like that. But I remember that from Love Languages. They said that in uh, the Love Languages book. So like, I, and I know I've heard it other places as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, let's talk about some current events and just shit going on in the world. Let's see. I just want to get right to it and uh, talk about how your man Pac-Man Jones watched homeboy in the <laughs> in the airport. Oh, like, man. he really ain't want to either. Yeah, he man. Really Pac-Man was, <laughs> was like, "Please don't make me do this, man. Don't." How that Drake? What's that Drake line? Don't make me go back to the old me or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh shit, you made me. I'm fucking it up too. Yeah, don't make me go. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go with that for now. Yeah, yeah. Don't make me go back to the old me, man. Pac Man was like, "Come on, all right, man. Here comes the here comes the old Pac Man," and just tap homeboy jaw up a couple times. Is it possible, like uh, that? Can Pac Man change? Is what I'm saying. Like. Because it, it feels like the type of thing of once you get caught in that situation, people are going to push your buttons anyway. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, is it is is the person bigger than the reaction? Can they do it, or is it just like, yo, this this owns that person? This is just they're destined to like someone challenges them in some, some type of way, and somebody does something that's not to their liking. There, there's there's no changing. You know what I mean? Can you think Pac make a change? Because I don't think he was in the wrong in that situation at all. But it's like he got baited into the situation. You know what I mean? And and being the person with the money in the situation, that you should be better prepared for that. To not to not find yourself in a lawsuit like that. You know what I mean? Or or something like that. 
Yeah, you say he ain't necessarily do something wrong, which is, I guess, is what he did was defensible. But uh, I think I was watching a YouTube video first take. They had some guests, some like guest dudes in. Um, uh, what's his name? Stephen A. and the other dude is is off for maybe summer vacation. But somebody said this quote. They were like, "It's not your fault, but it is your problem." And oh, that's yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, that's good. This is one of them things where it's like. Yeah, he may not have been wrong, but it is his problem. He has a history. He has a past. To your question of can he change, I think he can. You gotta, but you gotta really want to change. You gotta be so self aware, and it's not easy. It's hard to be self aware. It's like extremely difficult. You have to look in the mirror and look at all the ugly parts of yourself. But you gotta just take that, take some time to really do that. Be self aware and think about what can you do differently the next time you're in a situation like that. If he was more self-aware, I think he could have avoided something like that and went about his business. He wouldn't have been on Instagram or whatever other outlets he's been on going viral and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, because like they, they say the unexamined life is not worth living. And, and I see it in that situation. Like if you if you should look at and I can't tell him what he, how he should feel, but I, I would put myself in that situation and say I would look at my life and be like, I am upset that i have these buttons that can be pushed and put my effort into not having those buttons if that makes sense so like he's he, some people took like take pride in their buttons you know what i mean take pride that they can go off if they need to and to me like no you're just giving the other person control like you, you could win you're gonna win you might win the moment maybe <laughs> you might win the moment but you're not gonna win the war right and it's just like it, it, you gotta be in control of that type of stuff because it's it's um, it's dangerous, for real. Especially when you have a, a um, a reputation. You know what I'm saying? Because he has more to think about than just he has a public he has a public image. And I know a lot of these public characters don't want want to say they don't want to embrace the fact that there's some type of role model or something like that. But you are. I mean, that's the fact. So you got to be a little bit responsible with your role in the world. And to your point also about the reputation, people are going to be less likely to be as sympathetic as maybe I was. You know what I mean? What if the video started later? Right. I'm going to be like, oh, Pac-Man being Pac-Man. <laughs> Adam Jones is at it again. You know what I'm saying? Like, is you just, you got to know that now the now the the things are stacked, the, the, the odds are stacked against you on top. You might be the, the most innocent person, but people are just going to come into it with that skepticism face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Damn, you know what I mean? This ain't looking good to start out. Exactly. Maybe, maybe you can lean me the other direction a little bit, but let's we're starting from here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. That that Pac-Man shit. I I'll be honest with you though. I was cheering for the other dude. Just because I don't know. I just felt like he was an underdog. He had a good reach on him. I don't really like the cut of Pac-Man's jib. <laughs> I was like, underdog? He had a couple, he had like a maybe a a, a foot on uh Pac-Man. When and then, like the reach was even crazier. Yeah, but Pac-Man got athleticism and speed. Homeboy, homeboy didn't look like he was in shape. All he had was that reach. Yeah, and he was he was aggressive. He was definitely the aggressor though. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Definitely, yeah. you got to follow up. Yeah. <laughs> you got to follow up when you come with that, bro. But you saw that first punch of the the block. That block was admirable. I was like, oh, he got Pac-Man. He he blocked. <laughs> Pac-Man can't try to come. I think it was with an overhand right. Homeboy blocked it with the forearm. They started throwing. And then Pac-Man just caught him. Whop on the on the jawbone, kid. Homeboy, oh man, it was over. 
I don't even. I'm not even gonna take credit for doing this. I was like listening to somebody talking about it, and they they actually broke it down on some boxing shit. Like Pac-Man switched up his form uh, in the middle of the fight after that first block. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I can't go crazy right now. Yeah. I gotta switch <laughs> switch up and hit him with a different style. You know what I'm saying? And he saw you know what I'm saying. He was going in. You know what I mean? He, he was he was trying to come from the outside. He's like, all right, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. He just—he's like, all right, let's focus on working in here, cause homeboy's blocking is not not so tough on the inside. Word. <laughs> but even that's, that's the wild thing about the the internet fight. If you lose your footing, it's it's like you lost. Like you know what I'm saying? You could get tripped. Yeah. And it, it just it looks like you it looks like you know what I'm saying. It's like um it's like the crossover videos. Like nigga could push off of you and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh bro, you lost your footing, it's a rap, bro. It's like you're uh, officially dead in internet history. Yeah, man. You don't want to be caught in no internet fight videos. I don't even want to be an extra in the internet fight video. Cause they all it's just awful, man. I follow Barstool Sports and I, I used to look at uh, World Star Hip Hop, man. Them shits is just terrible, man. I hate looking at them. Well, you ever I don't think we I'm sure we've been guilty of it before, of being in a crowd and just nonsense going on and not realizing how stupid we look. You know what I'm saying? Because we obviously had the benefit of a very young social media being when we was very young and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I'm sure we would have been caught on some videos looking outrageous. <laughs> Outrageously <laughs> stupid. Yeah, man. Like, some... Outrageous and ignorant. <laughs> Got teenage acne over there just eating one of them honey buns. I remember a girl fight. One day where that that shit was nuts, bro. And I remember niggas is climbing on gates on top of phone phone booths. This is when we still had like phone booths, bro. Niggas is climbing on top of shit like that just to see the fight. And then the DTs just came out of nowhere. Like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this. Yeah, the, niggas, the girl fights was, was, was rough because the female fights back in those days didn't have weight classes. I felt like guys had more of like this honor code where like if you was huge or like you had a, a, a overwhelming advantage, y'all just wouldn't fight each other. You know what I'm saying? I think, and this is gonna sound bad. This is probably not even. I, I apologize in advance for the sexism in this comment, but I think guys know when. Most guys, I should say, <laughs> most guys know when to say when. <laughs> if you know what I mean, like you, you kind of not gonna, you're not gonna beef with the bigger dude because you're just gonna be like, all right, you know, this nigga he's getting aggressive, all right. Maybe the jokes need to stop. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know what I'm saying? Like I think like that type of stuff happens in bars when people are inebriated and you might not realize that this big dude can kill you. You know what I'm saying? But I think in like in school and stuff like that, I think guys more so was like, I ain't trying to get fucked up by a homeboy, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> in front of people where I feel like girls are just like, Well, she ain't gonna fight anyway. She ain't gonna fight anyway. And the big girl is like, Let's fight. <laughs> First word, let's fight. Like she done said some shit, let's fight. And I'll just be like, it's, it's, it's girls are trapped in a different type of uh battle with that. Uh, no, I know. Hmm? I I think I, I agree with the outcome, but I totally d uh, disagree with how how it comes out. I think more so with guys. I feel like the small guys do tend to egg it on, but the big dude is like, yo, man, I'll be honest with you, you don't really want it right now. And some of people's friends would be like, nah, y'all should not be fighting. When it came to, to young women back in those days, I felt like no matter what the matchup was, what the over-under was, what the handicap was, they would make these two, two people fight. And it was horrible. It was just the most horrible thing. Is a some old five, you know, four foot eight freshman versus some five foot eleven senior. The senior plays plays lacrosse and wrestling. 
freshmen barely <laughs> develop, and they're gonna have these two people fight and cheer them on. It's awful. It's the most horrible thing. I agree with you in the sense that I think once the big man is on some, nah, you don't want it, son. You don't want it. Little man's like, oh, he's pussy. <laughs> and then he well, starts egging it on. Right. <laughs> then he starts going ham with it. But I mean, in a genuine, like, big man's like, yo, all right, you got two more words left. <laughs> and and I'm just like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. You, but yeah, I guess it's, you're right. In, in, we're both right in, in every situation because everything's different. I but I agree with you in the sense that we haven't seen many big man, little man fights. Right, right. They, they, they were typically, like, bullying when you've seen that. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Not, people, there's not that many bullies. Also, yeah, exactly. also for dudes, shit talking's a lot of uh, you know, is a lot of what the fight is about. If if you have a good enough shit talking like session, then I think you could end it right there. Word, even a bad one, even <laughs> even niggas that's bad at shit talking be going ham with it. Like yeah. they, you know what I'm saying? But I think girls once that the girls try to shit talking, and once one is better than obviously better than the other one, it's like uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> here got to get pulled at this point you know what i'm saying like <laughs> this boy yeah you're you're 100 right about seeing some terrible girl fights man but what i was saying um is like being in the crowd sometimes you just don't even i think i you i, I maybe i'm giving these people too much benefit of the doubt but i want to say you kind of lose your common sense and I, I say that to lead us to the, our next story um is one of a baseball player uh named josh Hader. And uh, the crowd I'm talking about is actually the crowd in the Milwaukee Brewers uh, baseball stadium, wherever the fuck they play at in Milwaukee. <laughs> um, Josh Hader, for everybody who doesn't know, at the All-Star game or during the All-Star game was um, internet exposed for having racial, uh, homophobic, uh, just uh, just, uh, just all-out negative <laughs> uh, tweets in his past when he was set, that were actually came up from when he was 17. Uh, stuff that ranged from literally the words KKK to uh, I hate gay people, uh, various uses of the N word, uh, just uh, super racist stuff. You could you could look it up yourself. It just it, it goes he goes ham. Like uh, <laughs> who was the last dude that got caught out there? I think uh, the dude that got drafted by the Buffalo Bills or maybe the kid from um, Villanova, Dante Divincenzo. But like some of their stuff was play around stuff like. There's a tweet, I think one of those young men I just mentioned had a tweet that's like, I'm gay, where like, I think you, it's easy to to theorize that like his friend grabbed his phone or like, remember when you back in the day when the instant messenger, you'd hop behind the computer and then type some shit while my shit is signed in. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I get that vibe from that tweet, yeah. but I hate gay people is pretty strong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and so Josh Hader was exposed about this during the game. Uh, he's asked about it. You know what I mean? He de- deleted his, his Twitter uh, during the All-Star game because they actually had their cell phones on the field with them for a promotion that MLB was doing. Um, it, was a, it was a big mess. But I, but his first game back in Milwaukee after the All-Star break, he receives a standing ovation from the crowd. And that's the thing I'm talking about. Like, could all those people really be so hateful? Could all those people really be just, just so caught in their quote-unquote values that they don't even realize they're giving a standing ovation for – hateful tweets from a 17 year old <laughs> i got one word just... for you man oj oj think about it supporting somebody who did something terrible because they represent i guess they represent somebody who could defeat the defeat the 
counter your counterculture or whatever culture is counter to yours or what you consider to be counter to yours, right? So LA, LAPD versus black people, you got this guy OJ, he's sort of black, and the LAPD is trying to prosecute him. So you're like, all right, I'm going to chair for him. Sort of black. He's <laughs> a sort of black. <laughs> <laughs> right? So like, look at Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson tried to get black support. He thought he was taking that that uh, strategy. He wasn't black enough. Like OJ at least looked black, but he all the other black aspects of his family he wiped it out of his life. But mm-hmm. he still appeared black so he could get that support. Michael Jackson wiped everything out of his life. But anyway, that's not even the point. But I'm basically I'm saying that these people supporting him because they feel like this woke culture or this this um, politically correct culture. They're not gonna stand for it. Nah, that's you actually. Uh, until you started bashing Michael Jackson, was about to win the Devil Advocate, <laughs> <laughs> the Devil Advocate Award for that OJ thing because it kind of was like you kind of just shut me down right there. Where I'm just like, oh, these people out there, how are they supporting? And I was like, damn, OJ, you right, nigga, uh, uh, niggas, niggas. <laughs> black people. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm just as bad as them. I can live in Milwaukee. Uh, <laughs> black people really. Um, Hop behind OJ just off of the strength of him being black, and that documentary, the Thirty for Thirty, Made in America, actually really it shows why. I think more so with the background information of what happened with the NYPD, sorry LAPD, um, and and a lot of that stuff that was going on there. Why it was so easy for people in that community to to step behind OJ, but it doesn't really explain unless you look at it from a, a more systematic view of uh, just how black people are treated by the police throughout the country. Why the entire country supported him, but like you said, they, it gave them. A figure, you know what I'm saying? It gave him like this is the representation of 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 somebody being quote unquote framed or you know what I mean? Like what it is. And yeah, you're right. Everybody listen. OJ OJ was OJ was wrong at the t- OJ was pretty guilty at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just gave they, the LAPD just gave a lot of like too much leeway for like reasonable doubt. But he was pretty guilty at the time. And it's like now, especially after looking at that documentary, you're like yeah, he's pretty. He's still pretty guilty, and it's like, damn, we kind of like supported him. You know what I mean? So I, I, I was a good point you brought up there, bro. With that, I like that. Everyone looks <laughs> for for some. I think opposing, having opposition is more important than standing for something in in many cultures or subcultures. You know what I'm saying? Look at this whole Donald Trump shit. This guy is a symbol of whatever movement that is. The, you know, these people who, quote-unquote, blue-collar, they're farmers, they're this, they're that. Donald Trump is a suit-wearing guy with a gold palace from New York City. He's, he's the symbol for their movement, you know what I'm saying? Before all of this, he never gave them anything. He never donated to some farmer's union or, or whatever. But he became this symbol because he talks a certain way, and he, he represents a small part of their culture with the whole immigration stuff and all this stuff. That immigration stuff not, is not even most important to them. Probably what's most important to them is the the economy, right? But he he talks the shit that that is counter. Like he's attacking the, these other cultures. Now I'm not even talking about the race stuff, but these other cultures of like the Hollywood culture or the coat they call them coastal elite. These people who are quote unquote woke or political politically correct he spoke so strongly against them that his backers like they were like yeah man beat them up or be you know fucking get at them you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he's not a great on paper he's not a great messenger but he's what they got yeah you're, you know that's a good point too you bring up about that because i think that people um 
in in every political race, it's like, all right, I like this person. Then you start finding yourself agreeing with things maybe you didn't necessarily agree with, but because you already gave your allegiance to this person, you you kind of get sucked into it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. if you really think about it, what is the immigration problem like in Idaho or in <laughs> Milwaukee? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, but but those people are strongly opposed to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, <laughs> I never really, yeah. So like, in yeah, fact, that, in fact, people in those areas they benefit off immigration because a lot of the farms in, in Wisconsin and uh, Kentucky and all these places, they hire they hire migrants. Some of them are even illegal. And these migrants, they just work there to make some money to send back home to their family. You know what I'm saying? They don't bother nobody. It's like <laughs> the wealthy farmers on the low is like, chill, y'all. Yeah. And they literally <laughs> say that stuff. So basically, they enjoy the, 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 the cultural war that Donald Trump is waging. But then once... They start talking to immigration stuff, and real people start getting deported. They, the, those same farmers are like, "Damn, y'all niggas play too much." <laughs> fucking up the money. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. This is the trade war and all that stuff. It's fucking up the money. But back to the whole shit about the the crowd giving them a standing ovation. It's all it's all about that stuff. Because now they say they're they're saying, "Yeah, fight the the politically correct." But now if somebody quote unquote liberal or somebody who's in the counterculture to theirs says something on Twitter, they're like, yeah, they're they're gay this bashers and that bashers. They're woke when they want to be and they're against political correctness when they want to be. So that brings me to like a lot of these comedians like Trevor Noah um, has stuff on Twitter or wherever where he's saying some some edgy stuff. Um, What's his name? Who? Trevor Noah, the host of The Daily Show. Oh, he got in trouble for saying some shit recently, right? Yeah, like he... he um, was talking about a- Aboriginal women from Australia. He said, "Oh, when have you seen a good-looking one?" And then there was something on Twitter he wrote. Sar- Sarah Silverman made a, a um, what, she, what is it? Uh, a joke about child abuse. Different comedians have have uh, jokes about child abuse from a certain era, like just you know these edgy jokes. Look at Eddie Murphy, delirious Eddie Murphy. Thank God he didn't have a. Uh, there was no Twitter back then because he would have been roasted. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. Well, like Tracy Tracy Morgan got in trouble for that. Yeah. So basically, like n- now the, the the quote unquote conservatives are like, oh well, people need to punish these people for saying some crazy stuff. But before you were saying people shouldn't be judged for what they say on Twitter and stuff. You know what I'm saying? People are backing Roseanne for what she says. She's on Sean Hannity, and they're like, yeah, you know, everybody would kind of overreacted. I don't even mind it though. I like keep it keep it a buck. Like, I, I kind of like this. Like, I like the fact that Milwaukee is like, hey, we support this because it, it leads to less confusion. Right. Um, Malcolm X said you, that that uh, he I was about he, to say that he prefers the, 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 the southern racist to the northern racist because the southern racist he tells you exactly how racist he is, what he's racist against, all that. The northern racist would smile in your face and really hate your guts. No, nah, it's, it's and it's. Like, cause all right, like this is a girl like on Instagram that I like, like that I see from time to time. She's definitely a Trump supporter just mm-hmm. from the pictures that she puts up. But like, she's a, I don't even know why I follow her or whatever. Uh, maybe I, I met her from somewhere, but just don't remember. But it's like it's kind of one of them things. Like, oh yeah, she's cute, but then it's like, oh, she's a Trump supporter, <laughs> and it's like. I don't, like, I, and you know me, I, I don't care about half of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really big into politics like that. So, uh, but it's one of those things. Like, it's kind of like a, a flag. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's or, leaked or, into our culture. It's elite, like it's, 
all that pot who you supported is now like it's part of you people's some people's identity now. Oh, you are a Trump supporter. That was never a thing. People weren't like, oh, there goes Keith. He loves he loves Reagan. Like, no, they would say other stuff about you and your political uh, affiliations <laughs> might be like fourth on that list. You know what I'm saying? I go front though when when Obama was running. And I seen people supporting the other side. I can't even remember who was he was running against. But like McCain I seen people supporting the first time and Romney the second. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, oh word. <laughs> like I see people with those bumper stickers, and I'm like, oh word. Oh, that's how you feel. But you know what I'm saying? Like you, like I was kind of putting a cultural thing on them where they just might not bang with Obama. Yeah. They might not bang with Democrats. They might not whatever. It's like, and the same thing with Shorty. Like I don't. I don't really want, I, I commend her for being open about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not saying that she's being open about racism or open about anti-immigration or whatever the case may be, but that's kind of the the stigma that comes along with that is one. And then two, but like, don't hide it. Don't be like, oh, well, I'm, I, I, I remember like, well, the, when Trump won, it didn't seem like Trump was going to win because so many people weren't openly supportive of, of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I I prefer people just being open about like stuff like that now because I'm not necessarily going to be like, oh, I can't have a conversation with a Trump supporter. I could, once again, I could care less who you voted for. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm still going to treat you as a human being. But now it's kind of like you wore the T-shirt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what to expect and maybe what not to expect. And maybe you could surprise me. It still could be in it. But I kind of know what I'm going into as opposed to going to it blindly and then you saying something that kind of like throws me off guard. You know what I mean? Word. But I don't... I don't I don't get too deep into um too many of that type of stuff because it, it, it's only division the uh, divisive I should say and uh you know what I mean I'm all about I'm all about coming together man I ain't going front though uh you were telling me about a stand your ground case in Florida that kind of got me a little like I don't know it's like is this is this racism uh poking his ugly head once again is this you know what I mean you you could tell me maybe a little bit more about it keep it was a, a shooting right. It was a shooting, yeah. So in Florida, in Florida, uh, some guy, he, a black guy pushed a white guy. The white guy just pulled out the strap and shot him, shot him to death. And that was it. That that that's how how it went. You know what I'm saying? So I guess clear one of the clear questions that comes to mind is if the shooter was black. Oh, by the way, the shooter wasn't charged. So, yeah, he wasn't even arrested. They showed up and he was, was like, oh. He wasn't arrested, exactly. So it wasn't like he was arrested. He he went, the, it went to the prosecution. The prosecution was like, oh, well, this is a stand-your-ground thing, so we don't have a great case, or or his defense put up the stand-your-ground stuff. No, it didn't even go. He didn't even get his name into the system. They were just like, open and shut case. <laughs> open and <laughs> shut case, Johnson. Just sprinkle a little crack on <laughs> him. Let's see. I seen this as a rookie. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Open and shut case. And, uh, and, and wait, wait, but quick, quick question. So, you don't? Was there a video? Like what? What evidence video. was there? Is oh, a video. okay. I, I, I must say the, the the I don't know what precipitated their altercation, but I do know that the um. A, oh, it was an argument over a parking space. Damn. That road rage is a bitch, bro. Like, people die. So many people die every year over road rage, bro. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, um, yeah, I, I think the 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 white guy was arguing with this guy's girlfriend. He was with his girlfriend and, and uh, like, three of his kids. And they were, the girl, his girlfriend and the white guy was arguing, so he, he shoved the, the white guy, and then the white guy just pulled out the strap and shot him, period. 
the black guy got shot in front of his girlfriend and some kids. Yeah. Damn. That is yo. It is crazy, bro. It's it's not yo. I I don't. It, I'm a different. I'm a different being. I've I've come to realize that. I don't care, bro. <laughs> I don't care if you take my parking spot. But I will say honestly, I'm not gonna lie. If I was with my girl, maybe I would. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if that makes any sense. Well, <clears throat> but I but I'll be honest with you. I'm keeping a buck, bro. It, I don't care about stuff like that. Like I like I'm not gonna sit here and yell and scream and argue with you. Now, if you put your hands on me, or if you you know what I'm saying, maybe you hit my car or something like that. You know what I mean? But and even that's an extreme with the with the hit in my car type of thing. But I don't care about that type of stuff so much. So I, it's hard for me to like put myself in that zone where I would sit there and argue with somebody about it. But now my my maybe my girlfriend got into an argument at first. I don't know the background of it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe my girlfriend felt like this was her parking spot and this person felt it was her parking spot. And I feel like maybe I got to defend. But well, well, let me ask you this: What is it about your girl that would make you then care? Appearances, okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen. I think so, you said so it you the said other you week with the you, you with the Drake thing. You like how when Drake lost, you kind of remind you of the Kevin Hart joke of looking at your father differently. Right, right, right. It's kind of like yeah, you get an altercation in front of your girl. You know what I mean? She might look at you differently if you if you don't handle yourself accordingly. Gotcha, gotcha. Hmm? I'd say this. So I'll start with the the caring or not caring thing. I don't, I, I've had, it hasn't happened a lot, but there's a few times where I've had somebody pull into a parking spot that I was clearly setting myself up for. And, but I didn't necessarily react because I was like, I, I don't have time for it. I had told my therapist about, about one of the times where, where, um, you know, I was like, yeah, I mean, it, it bothered me. And he's like, did you express it? You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily that I punched the, the other guy in the face, but like, did you express it? And it makes me think about what you just said. So I, I, I care. Now the question is, do do I have the right to express it? And if, if I express it, will something happen to me? You know what I'm saying? What's my expression worth? And I think this is where that where that is. You know what I'm saying? A parking spot means something. If you park in a certain space so you can get to whatever store or whatever establishment you're going to, that's all you want. You want to just go about your day in the smoothest way possible. And if anything gets in the way of that, it has to bother you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So th- it clearly bothered this guy. I don't know if it was he acted out because he expressed it because of it's his lady that w- his lady is involved. He's in front of his kids, or if he was just straight up bothered. But it doesn't matter. Like he acted in yeah. a certain way. The question is, was the reaction was the reaction proportional? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. If I push a guy, should I immediately get shot without anything happening in between that? No, but in gun culture, I can I can see how they rationalize that because you know what I mean. Like, what does that turn into, or what is that? <clears throat> what is you it? You know what right? I mean. I, I can see how they defend it. I could be, oh well, what if you push me? I, I push somebody. Full disclosure, I pushed a person before and they fell back and and he hit his head on something. You know what I'm saying? I could kill somebody. So, you know what I mean? Like, so they, I, I can see how they rationalize it. I don't think it's cool. I don't think people should be shooting people in general. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's just, I, I, I can see how in gun culture and, and Florida being, I guess that's like a gun culture state, if to call it that. I don't even know if that's a thing because gun culture is everywhere. But, um, I, I can see where they're like, oh, well, the altercation starts. So now the shooting can be, you know what I mean? Like, 
I don't, I don't, I don't even know what stand your ground really means. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think the basics, the basics of it is that if somebody, if you feel your life is in danger, you can shoot a person, pretty much. Yeah, and that's so general. You can lose that's lethal you, force. That's you. Remember, that's that's us getting in a car accident in in Syracuse or whatever, and homeboy yelling outside my car. Could have shot him. If he was in Florida. <laughs> I could have, I could have shot him. That's what I told it you. Would have to Florida. <laughs> it would have been messy, but it could have happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and then begs the question: If that happened, you felt your life was in danger, right? Let's say we were in Florida. You being a black person, how would that have gone over? Or do I have to make sure somebody's filming before I shoot him? And so happened, <laughs> right. And so happens to be I was filming, but yeah, right. I had the camera were, on me. You was filming. <laughs> <laughs> Have the whole joint on tape, but imagine though, right? You can't. You felt your life was in danger. This guy just—he just got pushed to the ground. He shot him like immediately. He really felt his life was in danger. Maybe I don't know. So wait, I don't know. Maybe that maybe I'm asking too many details here. He got shot like pushed to the ground and shot him ground. from. Shot him from the ground. Yes. So uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll do the the, the play by play. The, what I saw of the video is that. The white guy is talking to the the white driver was talking to the um the girlfriend who happens to be black, mm-hmm. and then uh the victim, the the ultimate victim he pushed the guy, and the guy kind of just recovered to his knee, and took a a a, a kneeling, shooting stance like a kneeling oh, he, uh, posture yeah. with his handgun, and just shot him right <laughs> from there. I'm about to say as soon as you say he fell and shot, I'm like that's a professional shooter. Well, I'm that's sure like, <laughs> he looked pretty trained. He shot him right in the chest. Yeah, I was like, that's because from any, I mean, standing up, I've shot, you You shot guns before. Yeah. It's not the easiest thing standing up to hit your target. Right. But this motherfucker like kneeled down, which could be, you know what I mean, could actually stabilize you a little bit more. Yeah, it's, but it's actually a more stable position to shoot from your knee. In the heat of a fighting moment to be pushed down and then from that position, pull your gun out, aim it right. at the right place. I'm like, that's a professional shooter right yeah, there, yeah. bro. He, he, it looks like he's had some, some training on how to handle his gun, but I mean. And that's the thing. That's. That's you know what like I ain't gonna front I feel bad for this dude and I'm not just because he's black it, you know I'd feel bad for him if he was a, a, of any race but that's the thing we live in a world where you don't know what somebody's got on them you don't know what the people and it's like we gotta let it go we gotta let it he, I don't know if those are his kids or whatever but he might be kids might be growing up without their dad like you can't put your hands on nobody one. And you can't even, I wouldn't even let it get to the argument point. Pull your girl away. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't even, you don't know what nobody got on them. You can't say, oh, oh, this dude's white. He ain't got nothing on him. This dude's Asian. He ain't got nothing. Everybody got something on him. Every race has done a mass shooting, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we, we've covered the entire spectrum of, of races doing mass shootings, bro. Like, anybody can have that thing on them, man. Well, we just gotta... well you're talking to one level of this, right? As far as what you're talking to, this two levels to the as far as the right who's at fault and who's right kind of thing so this is one of those things where it's it's not your fault but it is your problem okay but i'm yeah. gonna but to the level of the fault thing if you push a guy to get shot immediately no matter where it happens yes maybe it's not the smartest thing to do may if you it's not the greatest way to avoid having problems but if you push a guy you're not expecting to get shot Right, not so I, quickly, but not by somebody who seems to be pretty, you know, versed in handling a gun. See, what I would say is this: I put it I've, in altercations I've been in, and maybe this goes back to the 
bigger person, little person. Like I'm five eight. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've been in altercations with people bigger than me. If I had a gun on me and someone did put their hands on me, I probably would be prone to pull a gun out. Now, if I'm gonna go all the way and shoot them, <laughs> it, I don't know. But if you push me and push me hard enough for me to fall. I'm probably going to pull out because where is this going? You know what I'm saying? If we if you get on top of me and I have that gun on me, now I can hurt myself. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and I'm just I'm not saying I'm I would kill someone or, or even shoot someone. However, in all the cases I've been in, people haven't put their hands on me. It hasn't reached that point, nor have I had a gun on me. But I if if I did have that thing on me, that would probably be the point where it's like, all right, time to pull. Cause I'm probably thinking about it before it reaches that point. Anyway, right? I know, I, you know, what I'm saying I'm thinking about the Roscoe when I'm arguing with his girl. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him coming from the corner, him coming from the corner of my eye. So I was like, oh, word, and they put their hands on me. That's when I'm like, all right, it's not, this ain't going further. Now the whole take the safety off, it, you know what I mean? Cock it back if it, if it isn't already one in the chamber. That's a lot. <laughs> that was a lot of steps to go through. The you know what I mean? So I don't know if, if, if they say don't pull it out unless you're gonna use it. But that might be one of them situations where I pull it out like, all right, this is decision making time, homeboy. <laughs> At least you know make I mean? it a deterrent. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Don't like, don't don't, don't shoot right away. That should be part of the training. But I don't know, man. I, nah, I'm not nah, I'm not I, in the in the Gulf. I don't live in Florida. I wasn't raised yeah. around guns, so maybe there's <laughs> something about guns I don't know. But if it was a white person, do you think he would have shot? I don't think so. I think that the whole implicit bias. I think. Oh, yo, are you asking if it was two white people having an altercation? Do I think he would have shot him? There's a lot of levels to this. So if it was a white, per- if it was two white person, would he have even shot him if the same exact things happened? That's a good question because it's like all right, maybe he doesn't have that uh, that racism towards him, but then he's like, damn, this dude might have more guns than me. Right. <laughs> this nigga might be, he might be better trained at these guns than me. I got to shoot first. All right. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Or he, might, right there. or he might just believe, I, I, th- I tend to think that he would just not see him as a, a threat. Uh, yeah, as a at least not life threatening. Maybe this guy just pushed him, and he thinks the guy's yeah. just gonna push him, leaving at, at him at that, or maybe just yeah. rough him up, rough him, rough him up a little bit. No one wants to be roughed up, so let's say he pulls out his weapon. Does he, he kinda, fire it? He kind of might hesitate. Yeah, he kind of still might hesitate because right. now it's like I'm white man with gun against white man, maybe with gun. You know what I'm saying? And this might be. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. He might have given him the second, and maybe whatever bias he had towards black people probably played into that uh, that moment yeah also think there should there should be an investigation like <laughs> at, at, at the minimum like whether you're gonna if, so, if it's just for show at the end of the day someone gets shot there should be an investigation or, of some sort yeah. <laughs> like but it my looks, gun goes off it looks in, like in the, the apartment. department of justice might might look into it but and there's not high hopes on that because they don't have a great civil yeah. rights record this current justice department so damn well, that was episode 39 right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> just to keep everybody out there, you know what I mean, going through their day. Give y'all a little something to think about. It ain't all, it ain't all shits and giggles over here at Perfect Talk Podcast, man. Sometimes we give y'all some, some real shit going on in America. And just for just so y'all to digest. Yeah. Come up with your own opinions about it. Talk about it with your friends. Share it. You know what I mean? That's what we do here. Word. And speaking of that, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. Please share with a friend and leave a review. Give us a rating. We like that type of thing over here. Word, word. Especially on Apple Podcasts, you know what I mean? Um, Keith, you're on social media. Where can they find you at on there, brother? Me and my underscore. How, how is it? 
Oh, scratch. Me and my <laughs> underscore 35. <laughs> that's at Instagram, y'all. I was like, it sounds right. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, you can check out my homegirl, Miss Perfect Touch, at AO Niche on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, what's the kids use nowadays? Snapchat. <laughs> All that. She's on there at AO Niche, A Y O N I S H. Um, you can check out the podcast at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. And you can follow me, DJ Playboy, at Plickapeezy, P L I C C A P E Z Y. On Instagram, Keith, what should the people be reading nowadays, brother? Nowadays, I'll tell you in a couple, in a few weeks, uh, Insecure is gonna be back. That's you. Of course, I mentioned earlier the book Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. It's not new, but it's definitely a good. I might have. I gotta write that down because you know what you did say that. Earlier. Yeah, man, you gotta read that book Blink. It's just about, um, just about making those decisions. As far as uh, this is not even reading, but. As far as when y'all making y'all goals and setting y'all, you know, trying to attain something, make sure you use the the, the smart method. Make sure it's specific, measurable, uh, actionable, results-oriented, and time-oriented. Can't go wrong with that. Achieve your dreams, okay. y'all. Like you said, Instagram's coming back um, in a few weeks, so make sure you get your HBO subscription intact. Yo, you know what I've been watching lately? Uh, and I, just, I started from the beginning, just been watching it, The Mindy Show. <laughs> Mindy Callen's kind of funny, bro. Yeah, Mindy like, Callen uh, is, is a crazy um, talented. I read her book, the first one. Uh, I think is um, is everyone. I'm, I'm botching the title, but it's something like "Is Everyone Partying Without Me" or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she was mad young when she like started on The Office too. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's, she's uh no, nah, that show. I'm, I don't even like suggesting things to people because it's like I, I don't know what people expect or what my suggestion would say. But that's what I'm watching nowadays. Uh, that shit. I'm I'm a season behind on Power, so I'm catching up with that. Um, and there's a show on Netflix called uh, Love Sick. It's a, it's an English show that I think is kind of funny. It kind of got like a little like uh, I guess entourage kind of theme to it because it is about friends. But it's, it's it's different though. It's about like people dating and stuff like that. So it's a cool show. Um, but I, I it was funny because I haven't watched a comedy in a long while. So watching the Mindy show actually was like one of the first times I was like laughing at a television show in my crib in a long time. So, um, and I like I like I like I like female comedians. I like shows with female comedians. Comedians. So so Mindy. I guess Mindy insecure. You know on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 30 Rock back in the day. Because, mm-hmm. like, those shows aren't really... It's funny, because, like, you describe them to somebody, and it sounds like you're telling them about a chick show. The Parkers. Even New Girl... Yeah, New... The Parkers. <laughs> 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 New Girl, though. But, like, even the, the... Like, you describe the show to someone, they're like, I ain't gonna watch no shit called New Girl. New Girl's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, four dudes. It's, like, the show's more about dudes than it was about a chick. Right, right. But, uh, but um... Yeah, man, that's episode 39. We will be turning 40 soon, so make sure you keep tuned for that. Big things going on. Make sure you keep up with the squad. And uh, say goodbye to the people, Keith. Peace. Peace.